Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're my best friend. With two of my best friends, Maxia. So we're we're not going to kiss then? I <laughs> Let me tell you this. Dropping a taco is a national emergency. You, I'm cutting you off. You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life friendship and tacos here are your hosts industrious moxie Ann and the musing ruben J. welcome to you're my best friend a podcast about life friendship and tacos my name is ruben J. and i'm moxie Ann. oh you know what <laughs> let me turn your microphone on my name <laughs> or my name isn't ruben J. <laughs> my name is ruben J. and i'm moxie Ann. and this week's episode is going to be a great one Make how do sure- you know because I am who I am, and I only make great stuff. What? 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 Dollar in the jar. Exactly. I am Ruben J, and I make great things. This is why you should vote for me in the 2020 presidential election. Wait, wait, wait. Are you doing the thing that our guest talks about later on? Are you doing the thing where you, where you declare who you are and, and are strong in who you are and declare your goals out loud? Are you, is that what you're doing right now so mm. that you can achieve your goals? No. Well, then I got nothing. Alrighty then. So, uh, make sure to share this episode with your friends. Uh, there's a link somewhere that you can just copy and paste and send it to your friends. Uh, we really think this is a very important message and podcast to hear. Uh, and the, this person that we talked about, talked to, sorry, uh, we talked about him behind his back uh, while he was, well. But we're talking about him now. This is true. That's that's true. Uh, I don't know why I turned into Barack Obama on that one. That's true. Uh, Who's Barack Obama? Is that his football player brother? You got Brock and Barack. Okay, keep going. I'm going to stop interrupting. Also, make sure to head over to our Apple podcast page and leave us a five-star review. <laughs> Sorry. Where's, where's my Lysol? Sorry. Where's my Lysol? I'm so sorry. I tried to make it quiet. I did. He's looking for his Lysol. Now he just got up and walked away. Where's my Lysol? <laughs> does anybody else ever sneeze? And and that does anybody else ever sneeze? This this isn't Lysol. This is screen cleaner. But close enough. It's not gonna do anything. Also, I'm not sick. Stop throwing things. Make sure you clean that up later. Oh my gosh. Why is Cardi B on my computer screen right now? Because we were talking about the new song. Hey, guys, you know that new song, WAP? No, 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 no. Let's not talk about it. It's Let's, very similar nope. to the words. I have called. 
I eat rice cakes. I drink Starbucks. I wear blazers. Uh, everybody wears blazers. That's a bad example. Anyway, all of that to say, <laughs> I'm sorry I sneezed. Did you cut me off? Did you stop? Are we really not using that? It was funny. It was funny. Why not? Why not? Why not? Nope. Don't like that. That's not fair. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. I'm dead inside. I'm dying. I'm dead. Let's just, let's do it all again. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a <laughs> podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. In this week's episode is a really good episode. It is. We hope that you enjoy it. We do. We hope that you enjoy it so much that you pause for a quick second, copy a link, or share this podcast <laughs> with a friend. Are we going to use all of this? Immediately. We should use all of this. Because we believe that your friend will enjoy this podcast. You sound a little depressed. And while you are sharing this podcast, head over to our Apple podcast page and leave us a five-star review. Tell people how good this podcast is. And if you don't like this podcast, well, still give us a five-star review. But keep because, it to yourself. Because five stars could be five good stars or five bad stars. So give us five stars. What? This week's episode is brought to you by our Amazon link. Moxie, tell us about our Amazon link. Our Amazon partnership is a sacred one, and one that we deeply appreciate. 
if you click the link down in the description below. Does this link like feed children or something? Because that's that's where I feel like this is going. No, if it feeds us. If you click the link down below, children in Africa will eat for three years. What? I don't know. I don't know either. We've lost control of the podcast. Who has lost control of the podcast? We. I'm in complete control. I don't know about you. I completely control everything. All right. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're my best friend. With two of my best friends, Maxia. So we're we're not going to kiss then? I promise you. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Dropping a taco is a national emergency. You, I'm cutting you off. You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, the industrious Moxie Ann and the amusing Ruben J. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. There we go. Woo! Woo! All Woo! right. Something good. Go, go, go. Okay. So this week. We've literally just wasted eight minutes doing that. I, this is amazing, though. Can we use all eight minutes? Uh, not all of it, but Seriously, most of it. we should use all of it because this is funny. Part of it, but not all of it. I think it's funny. Not all of it. I think it's funny. Portions of it were kind of not funny. I think you should. I think the part where I sneezed was funny. That's the part that I hate the most. Why? I didn't see Corollas! What? Corollas! Corollas? Something good. Go, go, go. Okay, so last week. There was a Swiss town that had chocolate snow. Have you heard about this? Yeah, your mom posted about it. I know, I know. She posted it and she was like, it's literally my dream. And I was like- Except the snow part. Yeah, except it's your nightmare because you hate the cold. But anyway, there was an error at a lint factory. Y'all know the gourmet chocolate, the Lindor truffles? The lint truffles? You know, the ones that you can get for like $19? At a Barnes & Noble? That are always somehow squished because children go through the line before you do. Yeah. Just so go buy them at Target. I <laughs> so uh, basically, the uh, there's a, a small town called Olten between Zurich and Basel. I don't think you're pronouncing any of these words right. I know Zurich is correct. Zurich. No. No. And Basel. Anyway, it's in Switzerland, and there was a malfunction at the Lint and Sprungli factory. That's probably wrong. <laughs> but the chocolate manufacturer confirmed it had a minor defect in the cooling ventilation for a line of roasted cocoa nibs. That's uh, crushed cocoa beans that are made into chocolate. And then I, lo- strong, I love me some cocoa nibs. So, uh, me too. Strong gusts of wind then picked up the chocolate powder and left a dusting of cocoa over the entire area surrounding the factory. Nice. And pretty much it was, I mean, it was chocolate snow. And somebody tweeted. Chocolate snow. Somebody chocolate snow. Uh, tweeted at R O R I P N. Said it finally happened, guys. 2020 screwed up just enough that it finally did something right. <laughs> Speaking of 2020 screwing up. Yikes. Uh, did you see that there's a possibility that two hurricanes are going to hit the Gulf of Mexico at the exact same time? I did see that. Yeah. Jesus. I did see that. I can't I, even believe that. I think I saw that this has never happened before. And I'm like, of course it would happen in 2020. Like, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I will say this, uh, something good happened to me last week. Uh, and it just started raining money into my bank account. So it did. Um, it was very strange. It was really strange. He's you making know, a lot of impulse buys now. That's not not healthy. That's not true. <laughs> Name one impulse buy. 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 Boy. 
Name one impulse buy. <laughs> um, lots of things. Like? I, I can't think of anything exactly, right now. Because none of them were impulse buys. All of them were well thought out. What about the time you went to Best Buy to get an entirely new computer and then bailed at the last second? That's not how that happened. How did it happen? They were out of stock at the Best Buy, so I went onto my computer and... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and I went and I built my dream computer and it was going to be like $4,000. And I decided, hmm, there's probably better things to do with this $4,000. So I decided not to buy it. Instead, I spent $2,000 on an iPad. Nice. Uh, which is what I've been, I've been, no, but here's the thing though. I've been wanting this, this, this particular brand of this particular, uh, model, uh, over a year now. So I thought it out and I purchased it. Um, what other impulse buy do you want to try to throw my way? Huh? 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 I think you have some personal issues you need to deal with. I don't know why I just did that right now. Yeah, I'm not um, sure either. No, I have no personal issues I need to deal with whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> I bought lights for the studio. Mm-hmm. They're really pretty. Yeah, I'm returning them. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I didn't like, I, I don't like how uh, unfocused they are. And they're a little too advanced for what I need them to do. So I have I have a plan B. I don't know why we're talking about this on the air. Yeah, I'm not sure why. What, uh, what other impulse buy did I make? Huh? Huh? I'm not huh? here to attack your life huh? decisions, unlike some people. I'm not attacking anybody's life decisions. I'm just curious as to what you think is an impulse buy. The Alter Bridge merch? Well thought out. Maybe impulse buy is the wrong word. I think maybe we're looking for... Uh, are you literally Googling words for like alternative... Like, Are you thesaurusing words right now? No, not at all. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Freaking homeschooler. I think the, uh, the word that we're looking for is irresponsible purchasing. First of all, it's not a word. That's a phrase. Uh, second of all... I don't think anything I purchased was irresponsible. All right. I think all my purchases were very responsible. Okay. And very well thought out. Okay. And planned. Okay. However, I did walk into Sam Ash today and uh, walk to the guitar section and pick up a $3,000 tailor and think to myself, I could afford this. Yeah, see, maybe that's where the issue lies. But I didn't buy it. <laughs> I put it back on the wall. Okay. And then the guy came in and said, I'll give it to you half off. I looked at him and I said, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> uh, this, you know, this week's episode, a little bit, a little bit scattered. We're having a little bit of fun here, but, uh, I do want to get to our guest who, uh, was an incredible, incredible interview. And, uh, you know, I think it was such a good interview that we decided not to bank it for the future and decided to release it immediately. Yeah. So, uh, this is literally the newest episode that we have recorded, mm -hmm. and we were so inspired by it that we wanted to get it out to you directly. Um, so I, I don't really know what else to say at this point other than to, to throw to commercial yeah. uh, and, and let, let this person speak for himself because he pretty much talked the entire time. Let's just dive into it. Let's do it. We are going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, what we want you to do during the commercial break, by the way, is share this podcast onto your social media platforms. Uh, but we want, uh, we, when we come back, we're going to have this gentleman. Do you want to say who it is or do you want to wait till after the commercial? No, I think maybe the title gave it away. Oh, yeah. The title is. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lady, lady, lady. Lady, lady. I'm Joe Biden's husband. (laughs) (laughs) And this lady, first lady, 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 lady. By the way, our guest isn't a lady. So (laughs) that's the funny part. (laughs) We're going to be right back. Moxie, it's that time of the episode where we bring on uh, one of our friends, this is one of your friends, uh, onto the show. So uh, tell us about this guy. So I am super stoked to have this person on the podcast. He is the bass player of a world-renowned, incredible band. He's also a uh, yoga, uh, I, what's the word? A, uh, instructor? Yeah, no, not an instructor. Enthusiast? Yeah. And he's written. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's pause for a second. Did okay. you just did you just look to me for a word? <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened before in the history of our podcast. It's fine. It's fine. I. It's uh, yeah. But he's also written a book, a self empowerment book that is pretty incredible, and I'm very very excited uh, to be introducing Woody Woodrow from the band Our Last Night onto the show tonight. Welcome. Woody, welcome. What is up? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, dude. Let me just tell you this real quick. I have been following uh, your your band's YouTube channel for years now, uh, and I actually got really close to booking an interview with you guys about three years ago. I think you guys played the Glass House out here in Pomona, and uh, I had worked out some details, and then the last minute had to, it had to get scrapped. Uh, so when Moxie's like, hey, have you heard of this band called Our Last Night? I'm like, um, yeah. And she's <laughs> like, would you be interested in interviewing any of them? I'm like, um, yeah. So welcome. I'm super excited to have you, friend. I'm super excited to be here. That's uh, that's funny. The world uh, has mysterious ways of working, and I love when there's divine synchronicities all over the place. It's a nice reminder of how epic everything is, right? Honestly, though, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's insane sometimes how like things. Sometimes you don't even realize how connected you are with people. Again, that's a whole. Was it six degrees of Kevin Bacon, or seven degrees of separation, or twenty-two degrees of eating pie? Whatever. Well, hundred degrees outside. So. Uh, so I, I just want to start out real quick and, and, uh, you know, one of the things that we're focusing on this season, uh, is, is mental health and kind of, uh, you know, self-improvement and betterment and like focusing on, uh, people just kind of, uh, taking this, this, this newly found time and and making the best of it. So, uh, I do want to jump straight into this book. Uh, and I actually don't have the name of it in front of me because Moxie didn't tell me anything about it. So, uh, so if you can tell me a little bit about your book and what it's called and where people can buy it, that'd be great. For sure. Um, so it, the title is you are the rock star, um, step into your power, live your purpose. And that kind of came from people, uh, reflecting back at to me when I was on tour and when I was just living life that I was a legitimate rock star. These were a lot of my friends and family members that would tell me, you know, oh my gosh, you're a legitimate rock star. And I had the hardest time accepting that title in my own life because I just, you know, I would naturally want to deflect that and be like, nah, you know, I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm passionate about. Um, you're the rock star. And I would say that because I would uh, want to reflect something positive towards other people who are overcoming challenges and obstacles in their life to become, you know, more of themselves, if you will, which to me is like stepping into your power, becoming the rock star of your life. So uh, that was where the inspiration of the title came from. The content within the book came from the last five years of instructing yoga, meditation and mindfulness classes all over the world before my shows. 
which was super fun. Uh, loved doing those. It was a lot of me trial and error um, with different topics, different meditative techniques, yoga flows, all these things, and getting feedback from young adults who would attend these meetups. And it was awesome. We would cover goal setting, law of attraction, mindfulness, um, you know, how to overcome anxiety, deal with depression, all these things. And they gave me amazing, I guess, an amazing opportunity to um, reflect on the content that I wanted to then put into a book. Um, so that's what I did. I thought, you know what, this stuff needs to be somewhere that people have access to, even if I'm not present. If I'm in this body, if I'm, you know, in this moment, in a conversation, I want something that can contribute on my behalf, even if I'm not physically there. And so that was the inspiration behind um, the book and uh, and where people can get it is on Amazon. Um, I did. I narrated the podcast as well. And that's on um, that's on Audible, um, which is also on Amazon and uh, the Kindle paperback, all those things. Um, head over to Amazon and grab a copy. So um, that's where that's where it's at. That's where the title came from. And that's where a lot of the content came from specifically. It was also covering a very um, wide range of topics from my own personal life. It's really a self-help guide with a rock and roll vibe to it because I'm super into the self-help world and I love yoga. It changed my life. Meditating has been a total game changer. And I just wanted to share the tools that helped me overcome not feeling like I was good enough, stress, anxiety, and all that shit that we all deal with while trying to figure out this whole life thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, uh, if, if Ruben had let me ask the question, I would have framed it very differently because I actually listened to the, uh, the version on Audible that you read. It's so cool. It's so great. Thanks. And um, congratulations, by the way, because I know that undertaking a uh, book reading is no small thing. Um, so one of the things that I noticed in the book, you talked a lot in the beginning about like how just started when you were starting out, you kind of felt unprepared or unqualified or, you know, like you had to kind of step into that role. Um, I was curious because writing a book, that is not a small thing. Like that's a huge <laughs> undertaking. Um, so what made you feel, what got you to the point where you felt prepared and like you felt able to attack that huge idea of writing a book? It's a great question. I don't know if I ever got over that. Even <laughs> Even up until I released it, I was still going through the normal self-doubt we all experience and wondering, you know, is this good enough? Um, you know, should I go back? Should I actually release this? Who am I to write a book about living your dreams or your own mental health? And a lot of the self-sabotaging thoughts and the comparative mindsets that I would have comparing myself to other people, to other authors, other people in the yoga world, other musicians, um, I almost let it hold me back to the point where I didn't want to release it. Luckily, I knew that these were all growth opportunities mm -hmm. to um, reframe this obstacle in my way of thinking that I'm not good enough and realizing that, you know, from wherever we are, we're going to create from what is reflective of us in this moment. Now, that doesn't mean we're always going to be right here on our path of growth, meaning when we put a stake in the ground, like anything, when you release a book, when you create a podcast, when you do anything, have a conversation, that's a representation of you in that moment. And me realizing that allowed me to step out of my own way so that I could create from a moment knowing that some of the stuff I shared, I could be wrong, you know, I, I, it, and it's okay. I could be wrong, but I wanted to share it because it's been super profound and deep um, for me as a human being in my transformation 
that um, I wanted to share that and I wanted to be a representation of where I was so that I can look back and say, yeah, I did that. That's where I was. And now this is where I am. And I think we can learn a lot when we look back on different times in our lives and say, you know what, that's where I was, but it's not who I am now. Hmm. And a lot of times we take too much ownership on where we were and we think that that defines us. Hmm. And I started to let that dictate how I was acting. And, and I felt myself in this weird dialogue between almost where I was and where I wanted to be or yeah. where I was in the, compar the comparative side of, um, of almost the monster in our head that just makes us think we're not good enough because other people are doing more epic shit all the time, excuse my language. But like, it's yeah. as if we're comparing someone on social media or another rocker or another author or another podcaster to where we are right now, forgetting that where we are is right where we need to be. And when we create from our heart and share from our heart and share from something that we love to do, people feel that. And that's really what it's about is the connection and um, our ability to impact other people. And the more that we step into our own power, releasing this idea that we're not good enough to do anything, then people are naturally going to be attracted to us because we're coming from a place of, you know, I'm going to jump and I'm going to figure it out on the way down. And there's something naturally magnetic about that for a lot of people to where they want to be around others who are super confident and okay with being them in the moment. And I've, I had a lot of growth around this concept while writing the book, as well as creating music, as well as just being a human in general. Um, and so, so that's something that I think, you know, if you're writing, if you're creating music, if you're speaking, if you're literally living, getting out of your own way to realize that where you are is okay. And whatever you create from there is awesome because where you go, you'll be able to look back and be like, that was cool. Cause that's where I was. And you might not be there. It might change, but it's all okay. That, that is makes so sense. cool. <laughs> the, the book is called you are the rock star step into your power and live your purpose. Uh, and if you happen to be watching the, uh, the podcast version of this or the video version of this, sorry. Um, <laughs> if you're watching the audio podcast version of this, I'm really, really uh, scared now at this point, but you'll see the cover <laughs> and the Amazon page uh, in case you are, are looking for it. And of course, you know, you can always click the link in the description down below uh, and support Woody and us as well because it's our affiliate link and that's how we make money too. So uh, we sell a book, we get paid and, and he gets paid and everybody gets paid and everybody's happy. Um, <laughs> speaking of getting paid, uh, Moxie, I think it's time for signature question numero uno. How is that a transition? Because <laughs> it went from one segment to another. That's called a transition. I'm a professional. I can tell. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for boosting his ego. It makes my life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Woody, this is not a seamless transition at all, but one of the things that we... You know you know what makes it not a seamless transition? When you point out that it's not a seamless transition. If you would have just gone with it, I it would have been seamless. I think, you know, we just need to be real with people. I think we need to be real. They, the, people, the people are rioting. <laughs> you're rioting. I think, we call, I think we call what you're referring to a telegraph. Yes. Meaning you're... You're telegraphing it. This is, a, this is a basketball term I learned in high school. If you look to where you're passing the ball, then everyone knows it's going there. Whereas if you if you just passed it, no one would even know. That's true. He's on my side. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm just being a reflection, yo. I'm just being a reflection. You're good. You're good. 
You're good. All right. So uh, the tagline for this podcast is life, friendship, and tacos. And in that vein, we have created this podcast around these three signature questions, uh, some easier than others, some more divisive than others. But the first signature question is probably the easiest. Uh, In all of the places that you've been, all of the places you've traveled, all of the places you've eaten, what has been your favorite taco? Whoa. I know it's hard. <laughs> um, okay, so bef- back in the day, I've I've gone through a transition of like you know eating styles because I think that happens naturally when you try stuff in your life, you see yeah, what works, yeah. so you see what doesn't. So before I went more of a plant based lifestyle, um, and still even after having been you know a plant based eater for you know the last six seven years. I was always obsessed with this place in Texas. It's called Torchy's Tacos. And my band can attest that whenever we're in Texas, Torchy's is the spot we go to, usually for lunch and dinner. We'll get delivery usually after the show. Wow. And and this one taco that's always been my favorite is the fried avocado taco. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that one was always one of my top favorites. And, And in thinking about it in this moment, what I taste, thinking about my favorite taco, I taste that. So that's got to be my answer right there. I know I've had some really good tacos all over the place, um, including some homemade tacos by some uh, some friends of mine who are vegan chefs. But mm. Torchy just, it's got its own vibe. And anyone from Texas, I think, can resonate. It's just, it's got this, it's got this feeling, you know, and it's taste. It's, it's- dope. Interesting. We've gotten a, you know, I think we've gotten a couple of people who have referenced different taco places in Texas. Apparently, Texas is a hub for tacos. You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. For sure. What what part of Texas is this place in? All over. It's honestly okay. all over. The one the ones that we mostly frequent are either in Austin, um, Dallas, San Antonio, um, also Houston. They're all over. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got. We got to find this. I just booked us a, a flight to Texas. <laughs> FYI. Um, well, flights are super cheap right now, so it shouldn't be too much. Honestly, know? though. <laughs> what did, I got you a ticket, too. We'll meet you there. Oh, cool. Sounds good. Yeah, Moxie, Moxie left her credit card out one night, and I took all the information off of oh, it. Oh, good. And, uh, <laughs> that's how we're, we're booking all this. That's how we pay for the rent here. She doesn't know that, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I love your vibe, man. I love I love the the concept of the book and the concept of kind of what you you've done. You know, one of my favorite guitar players uh, does uh, he, he does like pre show guitar lessons and, and and writing lessons. This last tour he was on, and uh, I've always found that concept interesting. Now, hearing that you were doing these, you know, like self improvement yoga classes type of thing, it's a really interesting concept to hear. Uh, you know. In your, your journey of doing these classes, have you gotten any feedback from people that has like inspired you to continue to do them or any moments that stand out that you're just like, this is why uh, I, I, des- I desire to continue to do these classes? Dude, honestly, all the time, uh, which is why I've done them. And, you know, e- even if like my, th- my theory is kind of if even if I can impact one person in the world to step into their power. And by that, I just mean, you know, look at those challenges in their life as opportunities rather than things that that like are defining of them and obstacles um that then that's a win excuse me then that's a win for me and 
I guess like the most recent experience for that. Well, I mean, I was doing our Patreon calls. We have a, um, uh, like a membership site called Patreon and the highest tier gets FaceTime calls from us every once in a while. So I was going through the other day, this was this week and I was calling um, a few different people just saying, thank you. Tell them, telling them what we're up to, just drop it in. And one of the, one of the girls that I called, um, she was just getting out of the gym and she mentioned to me, Oh, by the way, I just lost 40 pounds wow. in a few weeks. And I was like, damn girl, get it. That's what's up. And she said, it's because I read your book. Huh. And, and so for me personally, that's so worth, you know, the months. I mean, it took me two years to write that book. Um, it's so worth that. Whether I have to go out of my way, whether I have to spend money out of my own pocket, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than everything when we start to impact other people through our own personal experiences. Because that, in a way, it's almost like that butterfly effect to where you sharing your truth, you sharing what's made you who you are, how you've overcome the things that you've had to overcome, you empower other people to do the same. So while my story wasn't different, I mean, it, it wasn't like so completely different that, um, you know, I, it, it couldn't be relatable. I was able to frame it in a way that people related to and then this girl, she took it and allowed it to motivate her to go after it. And yeah. she had lost 40 pounds. And that to me was super, super inspiring. And that's just one that that's just the most recent example. I do. I'm really blessed and really it's really humbling all the time um, to hear reflections from people, whether they have started meditating because of a conversation we had started yoga because of doing it with me before a show or even just, you know, a tweet that I might have shared or a Facebook live stream or an Instagram live stream. I do get a lot of people reflecting back to me that, hey, you're the one that started talking about this first to me and that you know, expanded my consciousness to then try something new. Yeah. And I think, I think that's super important because, you know, a lot of times we don't know where to look. We don't know what to do. Mm. And it's not our fault. It's just that we haven't run into the things or the opportunities or the conversations that have allowed our mind to open to a, a better way. And, and when we stay like in our own power, willing to share these things that are helping us, we not only increase our ability to communicate, we increase the awareness of what is communicated so that other people can then step into their power and try stuff out. Like not everyone's going to like try the same thing. Like not everyone's going to do yoga and it's going to be the most mind blowing experience for them. But I encourage everyone to find their own yoga because to me, it was really finding flow state and we can experience that through bike riding, through walking, through doing other physical activities and linking them to the breath and finding this flow state. It's realistically just about finding what is, is that you're passionate about so that, you know, it can take your life to the next level, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And so, so like when that becomes kind of your essence and who you are, then you, you find yourself in these situations that you have to pinch yourself sometimes because you get these reflections back to you. And this, this just happens, it's happened a lot to me. And I, it's almost weird because I don't know what to say sometimes because all I'm doing is sharing what I'm passionate about mm -hmm. and, and with the hope that other people will take it and run. Um, even if only a couple people were to do that, it would be a success for me. And I've had, you know, hundreds and if not thousands of people that have come up to me, literally, it's like 
every show at this point that we play social media, all sorts of stuff. And, you know, every day it's a nice, it's a nice gratitude reminder. That is <laughs> because so I, cool. You know, I mean, it's, you don't do it for you. You can't like when you really want something that bad, you're going to run into obstacles that'll get in your way if it's about you. And if it's just about you, it's going to be too hard and it's not, you're, it's not going to happen. But if you make it not about you, you can overcome so much stuff. It's mind blowing. When you, when you, turn your why into something greater than yourself. It becomes so, so powerful. Yeah. That's, that's an awesome message too. Cause I feel like a lot of times when people do things for themselves, like it, it becomes increasingly harder for it to succeed sometimes. Um, well, before we jump into anything further, we do have signature question. Numero dos. This one, <laughs> this one is the tougher one. So if you need to take a second to answer this one, that is okay. We, uh, we often have a lot of people who are stumped initially. So, all right, okay, cool. all right challenge accepted. I, I don't, I don't think he's going to be stumped though. I think he's going to, I fine. think he's got this one. I think so. All right. Signature question. Number two, if you had a life quote, a, it could be a verse, a lyric, a mantra, a saying anything. If you had a life quote, what would it be? Mm. that would honestly change day to day for me. But right now in this moment, practice how you want to live. No, that's that, good. That's that for me has been the most powerful thing that I've heard in a long, in like in my entire life, <laughs> when I started practicing how I want to live, my whole life changed. Yeah. Um, I guess to elaborate on that a little bit, you know, I started yes. practicing yoga in, in, in 2010 because um, I was, you know, down to try this predominantly feminine practiced, sweating aerobic thing that my mom was like, Hey, come join this hot yoga class. You know, and I was like, <laughs> okay, let's just try it. Um, but what not a lot of people know is that, you know, for the last five, six years before that, I had struggled with a stress fracture in my low back mm. to the point where I couldn't really get out of bed in the morning a lot. And it made it really difficult playing high school sports. I still played them, but it was really difficult um, because, you know, the stopping goes were rough on my back unless I stayed warm constantly. Yeah. So it would baseball or basketball, these stop and go sports sometimes put a real ton of pressure on my low back. So after high school, I saw a lot of doctors. I ended up seeing four doctors and they didn't really know what was wrong with me. And by the fourth doctor, they finally took x-rays. I don't know why it took them that long, but they took x-rays and then found out that I had a stress fracture in my lower lumbar spine. So they told me, um, <laughs> we can't fix this you have to go to physical therapy for the rest of your life. Oh my God. And, and I was like, that sounds kind of awful. <laughs> <laughs> In one way I was grateful to know what it was because uncertainty can be so mm -hmm. rough, but it was also super, super rough in its own in in the idea of having to do something for the rest of my life in order to not feel pain mm -hmm. and i hadn't framed it yet as a learning experience so i kind of beat myself up there and thought well okay this is good this kind of sucks let's just do this physical therapy so i did a physical therapy a lot of core exercises a lot of stretching did it a couple times a week pain subsided wasn't too bad but they told me I needed to keep doing this or else it's going to come back. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, like life happens. So I, you know, I yeah. stopped them and throughout college, it would come intermittently. Sometimes it would be shooting pain in the low back. Sometimes it would be mm -hmm. aching pain. Sometimes it'd be hard to get out of bed, go to go to class, all these things. And then I graduated from college in, in 2010 from the university of New Hampshire. And that was when my mom was like, yo, come to this hot yoga class with me. Mm -hmm. And 
Did she you know, say it just like that? Why not? Right. Like I go to the gym a lot. I, or at the time I've never been a, you know, a stocky human, but I just thought, well, Hey, let's just, yeah. I like, I like physical fitness. Let's just try this out and see. It's probably, you know, I was, I guess thinking it was going to be like jazzercise or Pilates or something. And, yeah. <laughs> and it was so much more than that. I ended up sweating more than I have sweat doing anything. Hmm. And I kid you not from that day on that pain has never returned. Wow. So what's really interesting about that, um, and I actually wrote this in a chapter that I took out of the book because it just, it actually, it didn't really fit, but it was a deleted chapter. Mm -hmm. And um, so I wrote it about, you know, how we choose to look at the path we're in a way given. So, so we have choices that we get to make and whether the world's happening for you or to you is your choice. Mm. So, so we get to look at it that way. And our pain, if we listen to it, can be a great teacher. So so I didn't know that at the time because I, you know, when we're stuck in pain or feeling sick, it's really hard to see that. We're just trying to find something that will help. Mm -hmm. But I really believe strongly that the universe, spirit, God, whatever you believe in um, as a higher force was guiding me towards finding this practice by creating this pain in my life. Yeah. And and I found it and it, it was as if I hit that key to where all of a sudden, oh, boom, cool. You find I've been guiding you. You're finally here. Hmm. Welcome. And and I, I became really obsessed with yoga. I became, you know, I was going five, six, seven times a week. I was doing double classes. Sometimes I would do two hour and a half sessions of yoga that was like 105 degrees and wow. sweat my you know, it was like I was I was in it. Let's just say that I was yeah. like I went all in. And, and the style of yoga that I was getting into was this very stiff kind of yoga that was very pose oriented and, and everyone has their own style that, um, you know, feels good for them, which I encourage everyone to explore and see what works, whether it's the style or the teachers or the guides, um, find out which one works for you. I was practicing this one that was much more pose oriented than it was movement oriented. Mm -hmm. And I got ripped. It, it was awesome. I had so much energy. It felt amazing, right? It was super good. But what I started noticing was that I started falling into this weird pitfall to where if I didn't do my hour and a half practice every day, I would be angry and frustrated. And so that to me wasn't my goal. It wasn't why I practiced yoga. It was obviously I didn't want to feel pain, but I also didn't want to be pissed off if I didn't do my practice. So... <laughs> So I started realizing this and um, another pain point that happened to me, um, I was practicing this very stiff and rigid style of yoga that's very militaristic. And um, one of the things that you do is you do this pose that you bring your forehead to your knee with your, with your leg extended while you're standing on, on, on your other leg. And I was doing this and I felt a shooting pain underneath my thigh Ooh. and it, it didn't subside, it didn't go away for a couple of weeks. And I talked to one of the teachers after a class and I said, Hey, you know, like I have this really weird shooting pain underneath my hamstring, like where my, like my, my glute connects to my hamstring. And she really casually just looked at me and said, Oh yeah, that's right where your hamstring connects to your glute. Yeah. You're probably about to tear your hamstring. So, so you should probably just take it easy for a little bit and, and then maybe give it a break. And <laughs> I remember thinking, I don't practice yoga to get more hurt. You yeah. know, I, I practice yoga to be healthy and to feel less pain. 
And I'll never forget this day too, which is really funny. So I told this woman who's a saint, she's a sweetheart. She was the owner of the studio. I told her, okay, cool. I'll see you again soon. And I walked out that day and I applied to be a Siva at another studio. That was more of a vinyasa flow, which just means you're moving more with your breath rather than static poses. Mm -hmm. And a Siva is someone who just, you know, it would be like a work exchange. So I would work the front desk in order for free yoga, which, you know, being a college kid and whatnot was, you know, or like being a post-college kid was very necessary. Um, <laughs> so, and then, and then I, I got accepted and and I didn't go to another one of those classes until recently. I actually, I actually went to want to try it again. Um, and that was a span of about eight years, wow. oh. <laughs> um, um, which was fine. But the reason I'm sharing this is because I was, I realized that this practice, this, you know, very pose oriented practice, it was not reflective in how I want to live, meaning I didn't like to being stressed out because I didn't get my practice in. I wasn't trying to be stiff and rigid in my life. And I was trying to feel good and, you know, go with not just like passive aggressively going with the flow, but just, you know, to flow with what comes. And so I started finding vinyasa yoga and it was this power style yoga that was really vigorous, you know, still keeps you in great shape, sweat a ton, feel good. And that, and this was ironically really the first class I ever went to with my mom. I ventured off and tried this other style after I, I discovered it for the first time. But so I came back to it and just was all in on it to the point where one day I was laying there in the final resting pose. And sometimes you have these, these aha moments. And I thought, you know, am I supposed to instruct this? <laughs> and, and then this, this voice just kind of came to me almost like an, it was almost an intuition that just said, yeah, you're supposed to instruct this. And then I thought to myself, holy shit, I'm supposed to instruct this. Wow. <laughs> That meant I was about to go on a journey of taking a full-on intensive training. And since then, I've done two 200-hour intensive trainings in two different styles of yoga um, to get that credential to share, you know, that like that, that platform to share from, which is cool. But when I found this other style that is a vinyasa style, but it's not, it's not the one I found the first time. It's a style called Strala Yoga that I write about in the book. And mm -hmm. the, the woman who actually wrote the forward to my book, Tara Styles, is the founder of this kind of yoga called Strala. And in Swedish, it means to radiate light. And uh, the, the way I look at that is that it comes from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And their whole style of yoga is about moving how it feels, how it feels good for you and your body. There's not as much emphasis on you, you being picture perfect as you being completely perfectly aligned. It's more about you realizing your own personal alignment and that your position, your movement might look different because your body's different and that's okay. Hmm. So when I started practicing with these mentalities, which realistically are East Asian martial arts mentalities of movement, right? We're using the breath, moving like using Tai Chi and Qigong style movement forms with yoga poses and kind of fusing it all together, almost as like it was a dance and, and, the classes are electric. They're super bomb. Playlists are always dope. Everyone's just moving, having a good time. You just feel euphoric afterwards. And when I started discovering that kind of yoga, my entire life changed because I started practicing how I wanted to actually live. Mm -hmm. And that this massively creative flow state that I was able to, when I found obstacles that seemed like challenging things, I was able to flow with them and move and do it really gracefully. And that's really the amazing opportunity yoga provides is this mirror into your life where your yoga mat, if you have one or not, doesn't matter, but how you practice is reflected in how you live. Yeah. And so, so it, in that way, it provides a great opportunity. Um, and again, remember I kind of 
frame yoga in regards to anything you're passionate about. I encourage everyone to think about how they practice one thing because how you practice one thing is how you do everything. And when you practice one thing, how you want to live, it then trickles into every area of your life. So then your practice of yoga that you're practicing meeting this like, you know, rather challenging sequence by connecting to your breath and flowing and, re and realizing it's all good. You know, you're going to be just fine and it's okay to take child's pose or just lie on your back. It's still yoga. The more that you step into this, this realization that it's okay, right where you are kind of to go back to what we were saying, it's okay. And the more that you practice being the way that you want to be, the more than it, it starts to permeate in different areas of your life and you feel damn good in the process. That's incredible. You're, you're making me want to try yoga. Like, like wow. believe it or not, I'm listening to this and I'm just like, hmm, I can get ripped doing yoga? What? There you go, for sure. And you also mentioned some girl lost 40 pounds doing yoga? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, oh, no, no, no. She actually, she lost 40 pounds reading your book. That's that's what it was. Yeah. Wait. My book is very vigorous, you know, if you read weight, so... Pages are really, really heavy. That everything that you were saying, the the finding that vinyasa flow yoga, it sounds a lot like Bruce Lee's quote of "be like water." Have you heard that quote? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Who hasn't? Well, Who hasn't? Okay, thanks. Maybe if they've been <laughs> under a waterfall, they haven't heard that. Okay. Uh, so, your band, our last night, they have a new single out. It's called "Ignorance Is Bliss." Uh, you know, so it's cool to see band still releasing music and still releasing content. Uh, tell me a little bit about the single and then also tell me what you've been working on as a band or, or your, you know, yourself uh, through these, uh, I don't like calling them quarantines, but uh, during this, this time of self-reflection is what I'm going to call it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we were planning on touring in Europe in the fall Ugh. and you know, so that, that's not happening. We just kind of postponed that inevitably because we don't know. We just have to wait. There's so much uncertainty right now, of course. Yeah. So we just figured we're going to do what we do best and keep creating music. I don't know if a lot of people know, but last year we released two, two EPs and then combined them together into a full length album all while releasing covers on our YouTube channel. So we dropped a lot of content last year, which was really awesome. So we're just keeping that energy flowing. And, uh, and we released this single ignorance is bliss to share awareness, um, and to, you know, just cause others to question, um, their reality and question things in life, because that, that's really what it's about is, is being willing to question things and not take what's, you know, spoon fed as the truth and being willing to ask these, these questions and being willing to dig deeper. And specifically for us, it was a lot about human trafficking and um, like sex trafficking specifically. So to, uh, actually yesterday we released a partnership um, with Operation Underground Rescue and they're a really epic organization that goes in and rescues people who are stuck in this really dark, awful world. And they've rescued a ton of people and they're a really phenomenal organization. So we partnered with them and we did a collaboration t-shirt so our artwork is this really cool picture um, that's a really well done drawing of, of a woman with a blindfold on. And, and so we put that on the shirt and all the proceeds, 100% of them go to Operation Underground Railroad so that we can, you know, make a dent in that, you know, $125 billion industry, which to me is just like absolutely not acceptable, especially when we find out that the United States is one of the most human, this sounds really messed up to say, but it's one of the most, if not the most, um, 
consuming of human trafficking, if that makes sense. I don't know if that like actually makes sense or not to say, but like we essentially have the highest demand for human trafficking in the world. And like, we're talking like, we think of ourselves as like the most, you know, advanced culture all the time and all this stuff. Like, are we really that advanced if this is going on right underneath our noses? I don't personally know, but with the lifting and the shifting of the vibrations right now, the earth is, is up leveling. So all this stuff in the past that's existed, and this is a lot of my friends in the spiritual community, this is what we've been talking about, is how the stuff that's been in the shadows is now coming to light because this up-leveling of, that, of, of a vibration of the earth, which is not even a fictitious thing. If you look up something called the Schumann resonance, it's actually the vibrational frequency of the earth. And it's, and it, it's been rising for, for the last so many years. So as it's been lifting, you think about that in regards to our consciousness, we're expanding our mind. And now the things that have been going on kind of under the radar are no longer going to be able to exist. And, and this is something we're very passionate about and something that we, you know, are going to continue to spread awareness and to share money towards. And we're donating like the first, we're going to match the first 5k that we raise. Um, and in a day we were able to sell, I think like we sold like two or 300 shirts in a day yesterday, which was really cool. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we're, we're just really grateful. So we shot the video for that yesterday too, which is themed around the same thing. And uh, really excited to have that out super, super soon for everyone. Yeah. Um, Sorry, that's, so, yeah. a, that, that's a really cool, uh, really cool thing that you guys are doing there. And if you're, if you're watching, again, if you're watching the video, if this happens, if the video portion of this happens to be published, uh, you can see on the screen that we have the, uh, the t-shirt up on the screen so you can look at it, uh, and go, go and purchase that. That's an awesome cause to, to get behind. And, and, uh, I, I think everyone like has like their eyes have awoken to, to the, you know, the human trafficking and the, the, you know, the sex trafficking and all that craziness has been happening for years and years and years. Uh, And and I think a lot of people now are just like, how has this been happening? I think a lot of people's eyes are being opened. Uh, So thanks for for doing that too. That's, that's a huge, uh, huge step in the right direction, I think. And I saw that you guys had to film with blindfolds on. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we were, so we like to do everything ourselves and we were very hands-on. So when we film videos, we're doing it. It's just pretty much us for our day-to-day manager, Rich, and then we'll hire a DP. So like a, like a producer, and then we'll hire maybe one other like extra hand. And it was legitimately us in this Epic studio yesterday, the four of us with our day-to-day and then somebody that we hired um, for, for photos and somebody for video. And we were just, you know, we went in there with a vision, not exactly sure how it was going to go. And then we just, you know, did a shot sequence out and we got some really, really epic content um, with similar to the artwork with like this really awesome red background, this red lighting, Um, you know, because when you think about like an alleyway, you think about, you know, let's say maybe, maybe it's like the red light district or something, Mm -hmm. but you you think about red and you think about kind of alleyway and it kind of goes with the feeling that we're trying to portray and this awareness we're trying to spread. So then what we did was we like compared that with some other shots in, in different lighting so we can, you know, kind of bounce back and forth. But some of my favorite shots are all of us um, playing. They're kind of single shots of each of us, but we we did the full take with the blindfold on so we can cut to different angles. And we did some really cool camera stuff there that's going to look awesome. So there's some shots of us playing without them and then with them, and we're going to kind of cut back and forth. So super excited to share that with everyone. Um, the big test, which was hilarious, was my drummer, Tim. So he was the first one to do it, right? And we were like, here's the true test right now, bro. We're going to, because he's an unbelievable drummer. He is so good at drumming. And 
deep down, you know, he's just going to unconsciously nail it. But we, so we blindfold him and he plays the entire song perfectly. Just like, and he doesn't lay back. He just, he hits hard and he just legitimately slayed it. We were joking, wondering if he was going to have any, like, you know, where he hits the drumstick on his thigh or he hits himself in the face. Everyone saw, every once in a while we play live and he really gets a, you know, he gets a shiner from himself, if you will, because he really gets into it. Um, so we were, we were a little worried there, but he passed. And, uh, yes. and so that was cool. <laughs> That's a awesome. sign of a good drummer. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, he's unbelievable. All right. So, <laughs> we, so awesome. we are, uh, we're running out of time here. So we got to jump into signature question. Numero trace. Moxie, take it away. All right. So this may be the hardest one depending on, on what you believe. It's probably at least the most important one of all the questions for sure. Okay. So, Woody, can yes. you have more than one best friend? Outside of your significant other and family. For sure. Oh, gosh. Yes! For sure. For sure. Okay, so, but I understand how somebody could have a differing opinion of this. I totally understand that. Because what we're talking about is we're talking about the amount of energy you can give to have a depth and a deep relationship with someone. And obviously you have your significant other. That's going to be a very sacred relationship. Totally understand that. I personally have multiple best friends in my life. Um, and in a weird, this might sound selfish and egotistical. I don't necessarily think so because I do a lot of work to make sure that doesn't get out of hand. But I really think like Personally, I take my relationship with myself very seriously because that's the only real one that I have when I leave this this earth. Um, so I make sure that I'm good because if I'm not good, then usually that you know radiates out to other relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like my first best friend is usually the relationship with me, making sure I got to take care of me because if I don't do that, I can't really take care of other people. Mm -hmm. And then number two is my family and significant other, if I have a significant other in my life at the time. Um, and then I have my direct friendships that are like family to me. And these are the kind of people that I look at as best friends where they're not going to look back and be like, hey, bro, why didn't you message me? It's been a week. Or, you know, you haven't FaceTimed me in two weeks. Like, what's going on? It's not that. For me, the people that I surround myself with who are best friends are people I can call. They'd be there for me. They don't care if I haven't reached out if, and it, or, or anything. We're just there on a level that's almost greater than any type of petty thing, if that makes sense. It's like we're on an existence where it's it's like a soul recognition level. And I know that's a little bit more, I think maybe of a, of a progressive mindset towards a best friend, but I just have a lot of friends in my life that are legitimately family to where I've been in a band with my best friend since I was 16 years old. So we've been a band for 16 years, um, which is pretty wild. So and I grew up with these guys. So I met Trev, my lead singer, when he was in diapers. I met Matt, who's his brother. He's been, been my best friend since I was eight when he was setting up his mailbox down the road for me when he just moved to town. So like that's like family status for me, like family best friends. And then I have my real family, which are like the friends I didn't get to choose. <laughs> but then I also have my soul family, which are a lot of mainly most of them are in California and Costa Rica right now. Um, and they're the people that, you know, have my back and I could hit up and they'd be there just like those other friends and family. Uh, they're just these people that you feel when you're with them that you either have, you know, you've known them forever. It's like those things that you can't believe you only known them for a couple of years because you feel like you've known them for lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me is best friends. But even within those best friends, right, you still have your best best friends. And those are the ones that you stay in touch with more often. 
And so, so there's kind of different levels of that, if it makes sense. Um, and I know I might be like going super analytical into it when it doesn't need to be as analytical, but I have a lot of friends in my life and I have a select few people, um, within those groups that I could reach out to and they, they would be there for me if I needed them, um, in a pinch or, you know, to just call them one day and be like, Hey, I kind of forget how awesome I am. Can you remind me? (laughs) That's literally every time I call Moxie, I'm like, Hey, I just forgot how awesome I am. Can you remind me? (laughs) And then she hangs up on me. So good. Uh, analytical is great. That is, I mean, that is what the podcast is about. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for seeing the truth. Thank you. <laughs> Ruben, what are your thoughts on this, bro? So, I, I mean, if you're, if, are, are you going more traditional? I, here's the thing. I, I don't think it's so much uh, a question on how much energy you have to devote to people. I'm much more of like, what is the definition of the word best? He's very legalistic. Okay. Yeah. So, so it comes down to like, if, you know, if, if I write in a contract that something is the best in the world, you know, my best friend, or this is the best coffee while it's subjective, it, the term best is there's only one spot for that. So that's, that's where I come from. Um, I also currently, uh, unofficially don't have a best friend. Oh, so what happened? no, I mean, I just, I just don't because oh, I, I thought you did. That's because you're your best friend, bro. I don't even like me sometimes. So. <laughs> well, you got to read Woody's book. <laughs> uh, actually, I am going to order his book because I, I, I need to, there's a lot, I really want to lose those 40 pounds. So <laughs> apparently all I have to do is read the book. Just legal disclaimer. That's not true. That's not really what's going on here. I'm, I'm oh, just yeah. being a little bit. Dude, I'm going to put that on the website or maybe I'll do it a re-release and I'll just be like, you know, guaranteed by <laughs> add the Ruben J you'll lose 40 pounds by reading this book. And then you gotta, you gotta make sure you, you gotta put the disclaimer in really small words, just really, really small cool. print. Uh, this was just a bit on a podcast. It's not serious. Uh, Cause I don't want to be sued and I don't want you to get sued. Um, dude, this wasn't, this was fun. This was definitely genuinely fun. Uh, I wish we had more time to chat and just keep going, but uh, somebody hates having long episodes. Uh, so no worries. It's the attention span. We got to keep it short. We got it. We got to get in there, get out. And if you want to bring me on again, holla. We would love to have you on again at some point. We want you to be a permanent guest, please. Damn. Damn. (laughs) So you're talking best friend status. I don't know if I'm ready for that. (laughs) No, no, no. That's not what I mean whatsoever. But, uh, (laughs) but definitely, definitely. If you're in Los Angeles anytime soon, uh, hit us up and we'll buy you some tacos. That's the least I can do. Cool. He's like, I'm actually going to be there next week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be there soon, but don't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Woody, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Uh, And again, remind them where they can buy the book. For sure. Um, My social media on Instagram at Woody Woodrow, which is the link right there or right here. There we go. And uh, you can check me out on Facebook also by searching my name, Woody Woodrow. That's where I do. I have like a You Are the Rockstar page. I share stuff from the book a lot. And uh, I also have a separate Instagram account, You Are The Rockstar, that you can check out. I post stuff from the book and just self-reflective things um, from time to time. Um, you can also check out my website, um, youaretherockstar.com, and go to Amazon to grab a copy of the Kindle, the paperback, or the Audible version of my book, which I narrate, which was a whole experience in its own self, which turned out really, really good. I'm super proud of it. So if you get a chance, go check it out. And uh, also, if you know of anybody who could use my book, I am a huge advocate of just giving it to people. So if you know somebody, email me at woodywoodrowcontact at gmail.com. And if you know a friend that's like, hey, they could benefit from this book, 
just let me know. And like, maybe if they prefer the audiobook, I'll send them a download code. We'll just see, but just be like, Hey, I got someone going through some stuff right now. And I think this would benefit them. And I would be happy to share that because it's really not about the money for me. That's not why I did it. I did it because I want to make an impact that's beyond our existence on this earth. So two notes to that. Number one, don't listen to him. Click the link down below so that we get paid. Uh, number two, uh, I need the book, so I'll send you my address later. Uh, Woody, thank you so much, man. Uh, we are going to go take a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, Moxie has some things to talk about. We'll be back in just a second. Thank you, guys. Wow, Moxie, that was an incredible interview. Welcome back to You're My Best Friend. Uh, what did you think about our conversation with Mr. Woody Woodrow? <laughs> Why are you saying it's so weird? Well, because his name, the name on the book is different from the name that's on the profile. Yeah, it's a, it's a nickname. You've heard of those. I don't have any of those. Ah, what about your middle name? The one that you don't know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so i was so excited to have woody on the podcast i honestly like i reached out to him just based on his instagram i uh i've known of our last night i i can't speak i've known of our last night okay, for Joe. quite a long time um obviously if you're in the rock world you're gonna know about our last night if not from their incredible covers from their insane original music and their sound it's just like phenomenal and i really like their sound i love their they, sound so much they are they are the right like mix between like pop hard hard rock and like screamo yeah like i love it i love the mix yeah. that they have uh and, and honestly an incredible band this conversation has opened up my mind to i really want you to read this book it's so good. And I I kind of like went through it to like listen for notes and stuff. I listened to the audiobook version that you can find on Nerd! Amazon. Okay, but like I it was great because I was able to like take notes on it and uh write down questions to ask him at the same time. But I'm gonna go through it again because it was so, so good. And it for anybody who's looking at like reframing their life, thinking about their goals differently, who actually wants to like change things in their life, this book is for you and it's really, really cool, especially especially if you're into the music scene, if you're into the rock scene at all to hear it from somebody who's actually lived it. It's so good. And I don't, I don't, I've read a lot of books. I don't say that lightly. Do you um, don't say that you read a lot of books lightly? No, I don't. I don't recommend a book like that lightly. Ah, gotcha. Um, gotcha. We, can I share a personal thing? I'm not trying to brag, but, um, <clears throat> I got to work. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, rice cakes. <laughs> Do you want a water? No. <laughs> I got to work with, uh, a couple of years ago, I was in this, uh, choral group and, uh, they got contracted, contracted, they got contracted, <laughs> they, they, got, they, got contracted. they contracted, yeah, they got contracted to work actually with our last night for a short choral recording on a song that they did a couple of years ago on one of their albums. And so I actually got to work with those guys a couple of years ago and knowing like 
their way of working with people in the studio, the way they interacted with their producer and the way they interacted with us. Like we were just a bunch of kids and they were so, so nice to us. And then like just seeing the way they act with each other, it was really inspiring. And so I am so glad that we got to talk with Woody and actually get inside his head because like that is, it's an incredible man. They're all incredible men. And it not only comes through in their music, but in their lifestyles as well. So they they all seem like really incredible people. And, and, and I just, I have nothing but good things to say about, about Woody and nothing but good things to say about this podcast, which again, you should be sharing with your friends. Uh, if you don't have any friends, then share it with strangers. If you don't have any friends, we'll be your friends. We will be your best friends, except not Ruben because he hates everyone. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, if you follow my, my personal Facebook page, which none of you guys should be, but um, if you're following my personal Facebook page, you would have seen that I came to terms this week, this last week with something very important in my life. Did, did you remember this, Moxie? Uh, maybe? Refresh my memory. The, remember I, I sent it to you and I'm like, oh, I came to terms with this? Uh, that I've, I fully accepted something in my life? Maybe? I've, I've come to the realization that I am indeed an old man. Oh, yes, you did send that to me. I'm a grumpy old man. Yes. To be exact. Yes. So uh, I, I literally hate everybody and hate everything. So uh, don't take it personally. Uh, but I love you guys, you people. What about me? Mm, no. Thanks. There's only one person in this world that I have love for right now. Who? You know. <laughs> they, they see. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, so, that's not good. As, <laughs> that's not good. As is By to- the way, somebody did send the salad on top. What? The salad on top. Oh, I thought you said the cell on top. No, no, the salad on top. Salad. Salad. Maybe a salad. Uh, As is tradition. Wait, what? Yeah, I ordered something and the salad was on top. Like in a separate container? No. Yikes. Apparently, that's the way it's done. It's like an upside down taco bowl. That's weird. But the salad was on top. That's strange. So I sent it back. As and then is, they said, sir, this is how it's made. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Thank you. As is apparently tradition, before we close out our episode for this week, I need to tell you that this is episode... I cut her off. Numero... They six, can't hear you! Cinquenta y tres! Can they hear that? Did what, they hear that? What, what? Oh, hold on. No. No, you're still muted. Uh, Cinquenta y tres. This is episode 53. I don't like your Spanish anymore. I don't like your Spanish anymore. Mi español estoy muy bueno. Muy no, bueno. No, mucho no, taquitos no. y voy a tener mucho dinero muy rápido. Why do we need taquitos? Why not? Why so many? Why not? Why Actually, so here, quickly? So, so here's a funny thing. Here's a real quick funny thing. Uh, so my job now, I, I work with different different things. So I, I had to go into a, a Mexican-owned store. <laughs> And Why is that funny? <laughs> no, no. So I go in and I go talk to the manager and I go, hey, my name is Ruben. Here's what I'm here to do. And he looks at me kind of like suspiciously, you know? And then I go, mi nombre es Ruben. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, Ruben, como estas? And he's like, we became best friends like the minute I started speaking Spanish. Uh, so I got I to gotta get that Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. It's, when I took my flight to Italy, it was kind of the same way. I got this uh, grandmother named Maria sitting next to me on the flight and she said something to me in Italian that I recognized and I responded in Italian and then she just started talking at me and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm not, I don't speak Italian. And she was like, 
oh, you look Italian. And I was like, well, I am. And she's like, where are you from? And I said, California. <laughs> That's funny. That's like that episode of Friends where Ross is trying to get that apartment for Rachel. And uh, he, she comes, he comes down and goes, uh, oh, I used to talk to you know the lady in the elevator all the time. Oh, you speak Dutch. Oh, yeah. And then she speaks Dutch to him. He goes, you know, it just it really hurts right now. I can't. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah, all right, do. cool. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode yeah, of you. You're My Best Friend, the podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. If you have not yet subscribed to our podcast, do so now. If you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, do so now. If you have not yet followed us on Facebook, do so now. And we also have a special secret group on Facebook, Facebook. called Life Friendship Tacos. Uh, so you better go find that group and join it right now. Right now. That was terrible. Right uh, now. That was even worse. Right now. It's getting worse as it goes. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, I think that's all the things I have to say to you right now. Um, one last time, share this podcast one with- time share this podcast with a friend relax have a drink with me one last time and if we get this right we're gonna, gonna teach, teach them how, how to say goodbye say goodbye, say goodbye. you and I. I my name is Ruben J and I'm Moxie Ann and we All right, time. Right time. Ah! <laughs> oh, I don't like this. Ah! I don't like this game. I don't like this game. I don't. What game? The game where you try to like match me. It's not fun. This is not a game. It's not fun. It's not a game. It's not fun. You're not fun. I know that. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that was really good. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 